Okay, good morning everybody, nice to see you. And we're going to be starting Perak Aleph, yes. Perak Aleph. There's actually no page number on it in this book, as it happened several times, but the page right after it is page 18. So if it were to have a page number, it would be page 16. And it's Perak Aleph, the Bayer Klal Chovaz Adam. Yesod HaChasidus Vishoresh HaAvodo HaTamima The foundation of Hasidus of righteousness, piety, and the source of pure Avoda, Avoda Sashem, who it is. That it become clarified and true to a person that which is his or her responsibility in the world. And toward what should a person direct his vision and his goals in all that he works for for all the days of his life? Now, what to me is very meaningful about this sentence or two is that if you would ask somebody, you know, what is the meaning of chasidus and being a good, righteous person, you'd have several answers, of course. And the Ramchal says it's all about being clear on what our purpose is in the world. It's that foundational. We have to know what we're doing here in this world and therefore how to go about doing it. That which our Chachamim instructed us that a person was born specifically to be in a relationship of pleasure, oneg, with God, and to receive benefit and pleasure from the radiance of the Shechina. That, that's why we were created. This is the true and authentic pleasure from all pleasures that could possibly exist. Where is the place of this true pleasure? It is in truth in the world to come. Because it's Olam Haba, which was created with all of the proper preparation to be the necessary place where we live in that state of closeness to God. However, the way to reach that goal, that final destination, is our world. The path to get there is Olam Hazeh. As the Chachamim said, we all know this Mishnah, 
Ha'olam hazeh domel liprozdor bifnei ha'olam haba. That our world is like a passageway that leads into the world to come. So what are the means which bring a person to this purpose, to this goal of being close and having oneg and Hashem? How do we do that? They are the mitzvos that Hashem has commanded us to do. And there's only one place that a person can do mitzvos, and one place only, and that is olam hazeh. So yes, the ultimate purpose is our existence in olam haba. But the way to get there, and the way to focus, what we have to focus on here is that this is the road that leads to olam haba, and therefore we have to make the most out of this world in order to arrive there the way that we want to. So that's the first part of the yesod, the clarity that the Ramchal is helping us achieve. Mrs. Grant, please. Are we talking Olam Hanishamas or Olam Habo Okay, so a great Derek Hashem question. Mrs. Fran was paying attention all these years, right? <laughs> so we're talking about Tafiyas Amesim, Olam Habo. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ultimate, ultimate Olam Habo. So what we have in Olam HaNeshamos, which is where our Neshama goes after we leave this world, as we learned, and our body goes to the Kever, that's also a temporary place in Shemayim and Gan Eden. But following that, our Neshama and our Guf, our body and our soul, are rejoined for Tchiyat HaNesim, and that really is Olam Haba. So the Ramchal, who of course is very precise in his language, and it, it is from his other Sefer, which we learned, the Derech Hashem, that we, that we saw this, Olam Haba means Tichiyas HaMesim. That's our final place. Now, of course, he brings down here that the mitzvos are the means for us to arrive in Olam Haba. Al-Kain, therefore, last paragraph, Husam Ha'adam Bazeh HaOlam Batichila, a person was first placed in this world. Kedesha Al-Yideha Amsa'im Ho'ela, so that through these means, these mitzvahs, hamizdam nimlokan, which are appointed and come our way here in our world, yuchal el hamakom asher huchanlo shahu ha'olam haba. We can reach the place that was destined and prepared for us, olam haba. Lervos sham betu vasher kanalo amsa'im ha'ela. So we can enjoy that goodness which we acquired by means of these mitzvos that we have here. Notice the Ramchal uses the word kana, that we have to acquire it. And acquiring it means, as he says in the Derech Hashem, through freedom of choice, through using our ratzon to do that which Hashem wants, by overcoming our Yetzirah and the various nisyonos of life, the challenges of life, that's how we're konet, our portion in Olam Haba. And this is the world where we make that Kenyan. As the Chachamim said in the Gemara of Erevin, today is the time to do them, tomorrow is the time to receive their reward. Now we're on the top of 18. 
And if you look further, when you look further into this matter, we'll see. Ki that true Shlemus is being close to God. As David HaMelech said, kirvas elokim litov. As for me, closeness to God, that is what is good. And he also says, in the David HaShem Moribiyishi, Tehillim Chavsayin, Acha sho'alti me'es HaShem oso avekesh. I ask one thing from HaShem, and this is what I ask, Shifti b'veis HaShem kol yimei chayai, that I sit, I live in the house of HaShem all the days of my life. Kirak zehu atov. Because only this is good. V'chol zulas zeh, sh'yachshavuhu b'nei ha'adam l'tov. Anything else that a person imagines or thinks is good, Eino elo hebel v'shav niteh, is a mistake, and it's a vain pursuit. Amnam ha'adam hazos, but in order to reach this ultimate good, this re- relationship with God, rishona, we first have to work very, very hard. Amelus, that's the word he uses, hard work, toil. And to strive with his efforts to acquire it. V'hainu, that we must endeavor to be close to God through the power of those things whose consequences are this thing, and they, of course, are the mitzvahs. So what he elaborates on here is that it takes hard work to earn this portion in Olam Haba, and the only thing which produces that true consequence of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Avodah Hashem through the mitzvot that God gave us. Vihine, Samo HaKadosh Baruch Hu Adam, B'makom Sharabim Bo HaMarchikim Osomi Menu Yisbara. Okay, now comes the hard part. The first part is kind of, you know, it, you feel like, great, like that's what we're doing here. We, we can earn Olam Haba and all the opportunities that we have to do that, which is absolutely true. That's part of the clarity that he's talking about. But now he says, Hashem placed us in a world where there are many things that distance us from Hashem. Marchikim. Vehem heim. What are they? Hataivos, hachumriyos. The natural desires that we have because we have a physical body. Asher imi masheich acharehen, that if we are drawn after them, hinehu misrachek v'holech min hatov amiti, then we become distant from that which is truly good. So we have to grasp that because we're here in this world and this world presents us with Bechira. Bechira has lots of consequences. We have certain choices that we can make that will bring us toward that goal of Olam Haba of that tainug, amiti, but we can also get lost in this world and start heading in that direction, completely different direction. Or we can sometimes go this way and sometimes go that way and sometimes a combination of both because we're complicated people with all kinds of motivations. So all of those marchikim, the things that cause us a distance, 
He said, they emanate from the fact that we're physical beings. Now, we always have to know that physicality is not bad. We don't, we don't look at it that way as Jews. We don't see having a body as bad. We see it as being very challenging. It's challenging to have a body, to have a goof, with its needs and its desires and all the things that it constantly wants. So from there, if we're not careful, comes things which truly are bad. If we don't manage our physicality properly according to the ways of time, then we will come to do bad things. We're never going to get away from the fact that we have a body, nor should we. We're trying to be makadish that, to sanctify our body. We will always have that as long as we're in this world. But we have to make sure that we know if we let it go, and if we don't pay attention to it, that that chumrius nature we have, it will cause richuk, it will cause distance between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why he calls it this world a place where there are many marchikim, and because we're subject to that, we have to be aware. And throughout almost every chapter in the Sefer, when the Ramchal defines a midah, let's say humility, he'll then define what are the deterrents, what are the things that take us away from this midah. And then he'll define how can we deal with the deterrence as well. Here he's stating it in very fundamental introductory terms. So we have all these marchikim, and they distance us from Hashem. The nimsa shahu musam be'emes besoch ha So therefore we exist in the throes of a very serious battle. He calls it a milchama, a war. Because everything in this world, whether it's good or whether it's not good, they are all challenges for a human being, all things. For example, you have poverty on one side, you have wealth on the, on the other side. Kenyan Shomar Shlomo, Shlomo HaMelech said in Mishle, Pen esba v'kichashti, lest I become satisfied, full, meaning a person who has a lot. V'omarti, and I say, Mi Hashem, who is God? So in other words, through having too much, a person can come to forget God. That's in the Sayon of Wealth. Upen evoresh, or on the other side, he says in Mishle, lest I become poor, the gonavti, and I steal from other people because of my poverty. So you have a challenge over here, and you have a challenge over here. And just to look at the other side of that for a moment, one can also use their wealth to serve Hashem. And one can also use poverty as a way to cry out to Hashem. So everything, every matzav has its two sides to it. You have tranquility on one side. And then suffering, God forbid, on the other side. And each one is a nisayon. Until we see that the battle is really raging both from in front and behind in all directions 
Every situation offers us a challenge and opportunity. If a person has valor, if we're a good soldier, you might say, in this battle. And we are victorious over this milchama in all respects. That person becomes sholem, complete and whole. Who will merit to cling to God and emerge from this prosdor, this passageway world. The Yukonis Betrachlin and enter the main sanctuary, Olam Haba, Leor Baor Hachayim, to be illuminated with the light of life. Ukafi Hashir Asher Kavash Es Yitzro Vita'avosav, according to the amount, to the extent that a person defeats the Yetzahara and the various desires, the Nisrachek Min Hamarchikim, and that we, distance, that we distance ourselves from the deterrence. Also, meyatov, v'nishtado lidavek bo, those things that deter us from good, and as long as we're trying, as much as we're trying to get close, ken yasigehu, so we will achieve the yismach bo, and we'll be happy, we'll be joyous in our lot. Now, think, thinking about this for a moment, right, which we really have to reflect upon it, the Ramchal is calling this, this world a battle, a Muhammad. And no matter where we turn, you know, there are ways to wage this battle properly. And then he says that a person who wins this battle, Mikol HaTzadadim, from every angle, right, is Zoche Tishlemus. Anybody here want to raise their hand? <laughs> Have we been victorious on, on, from every side? Like, kind of makes you feel like a little small. Mrs. Randa, you're saying something? Yeah, yeah, that's my main issue. Every yeah. time he says something, I feel smaller. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is what we have to incorporate, and I think having learned you know, together, Derech Hashem, for a long time, it will help. This is a process. And... When the Ramchal is stating these things for us, he's talking about the goals of life. He's not saying we have to be this tomorrow. And as a matter of fact, the Sefer itself is a step-by-step process. Otherwise, it wouldn't be this long. And we're meant to see okay, what are the goals in our lifetime in every place, every aspect of our life where we feel like we have made a victory, we've been successful in some area of our personality. So we still have to be careful there. We can't rest on our laurels and be happy about that. And then look at the other parts of our challenges where we have a lot of work left to do. And then to have bitachon, that Hashem is putting us in all the situations we need to be in in life in order to achieve our shlemus. Because we couldn't do that on our own. We couldn't be smart enough to know I need to be in all of these situations to make the proper tikkun for my personality. Who would know how to do that? Well, Hashem knows how to do that. So He's putting us in a life that offers us, each one of us, all the angles, 
on earning shlemus that we have to be exposed to and to live in as people. God's putting us there. Okay, now today this is our situation, and tomorrow that's our situation. And he's putting us there so we can gather our shlemus mikol hatzadadah. So that's part one. A person can also say, yeah, but look at I, I, I'm in all these situations. I'm not always so successful. Okay, so we have tshuva, and we have learning, and we have people to help us, and we try and help ourselves. So we want to make sure that we know that we're in the step-by-step process. And the ultimate goal takes our whole life in order to reach their Bezras Hashem. So maybe that helps a little bit. A little bit. Why does, why, why does it make it worse, Debbie? Yeah. Harder to change? Uh, but that's good. We, we don't want to say, I did it. Because that already is, that's Gaiva. We can say that I feel I did my best. Now, we have to be careful of that because no matter where a person is in life, if we say, I, I made it, then that's, there's stagnation, there's stagnation there, right? Even for an elderly person, there's still another day, there's still another job to do. So I think we have to say that we're trying our best. Now, we could take that and look at it and say, are we trying our best? No. Okay, so that we have to ask that honest question. Maybe we're not always trying our best. And then we use that not in order to make ourselves feel badly, but just to try and turn it around and create some motivation to try either harder or from a different perspective or in a different way. Now, sometimes trying harder, I believe, means trying it differently. That if we repeat the same thing over and over, we're trying harder, but really we're, we're stuck. We're just doing the same thing again. And trying harder often means I got to step back, look at the situation, and instead of going head on, I need to kind of go like that a little bit. And instead of saying this to that person, I need to say something a little differently to that person. And, and to think about different ways of trying, not just trying with more force, because that's not always successful. Yeah, Esther, please. Um, it's just sort of interesting because I, I hear that, you know, have we done enough? Are we doing enough? Or, you know, like it seems like it's one thing after another. And, and I have sort of a different way of looking at it, which I can't always, is not always there in the worst of times. But that if, as long as we are growing and you see a step of improvement and you get a situation that you can approach slightly differently. I think it's really exciting. It means we're alive. We're still growing and changing and, you know, on that pathway to Hashem. So sometimes when, uh, when people have, have come to me with, with challenges, I mean, I know my first reaction probably puts them off, but it's like, this is wonderful. You can finally start to look at this aspect. And I try to use that on myself, and please believe me, it's, you know, I'm not saying this is simple or easy, but if you just kind of look at it in a, a different view of it, of its, and sometimes I think this language of test, Hashem tests us, Hashem does this, is 
in a way counterproductive to, to us having that inner joy at being able to clean ourselves up to get to him. Yeah, I think that that's very true. And simcha is one of the ingredients, you know, toward approaching our life in, in that way. So instead of it weighing down on us, our challenges in a heavy way, if we adjust our perspective and try and look at it from a simcha perspective, that's a very big, broad word, that can often lift us. Esther said something that reminded me of something. I'm pretty sure I saw it in Reblebla Eger's Sefer, if I remember correctly, Zechotzadik Vivracha. So toward the end of the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Lo uchal letzeis v'lavo, that he was no longer able to go out and come in. He, he reached his 120th year, and he was at the end of his life. So there are different understandings of what does that mean, he can't go out and he can't come in. What, what is the meaning of that? So Rebbeleva Eger says that life consists of, as we all know, rising and falling. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw that if you can't fall, you can't rise. So when he saw that that was not happening anymore, no falling, that he understood his life was over. There's no, no more reason to be here. So when we fall, we can say to ourselves, thank God I'm alive. Right. Hashem is putting me in life to fall and then rise. And that's what human life is all about. We have to have that part of it, that nefila part of it. And one step up, you know, requires in advance a step down. So we sometimes, I, I think, are looking at it from, you know, if we're struggling or if we're falling, then there's something wrong. But oftentimes there's nothing wrong. It's just that we're in the midst of life. We're in the midst of the milchama that the Ramchal is saying we have to wait. Yes, please, Harley. Can't, can't you still grow without falling? Can't you still be, you know, a C and just ready to go to D? Do you have to go to B to get to D? Not, not always. In other words, sometimes a person does not need to fall in order to climb. There are times you can just climb. You're ready to climb, ready to, to rise in life. Like, for example, one doesn't have to experience the nine days over the course of the whole year in order to reach the simcha that follows that. But we do one time a year. One time a year we have to go through the three weeks and the nine days and follow that by the, sh the seven weeks of Nechama to get to Rosh Hashanah. Now, the rest of the year, you know, thank God, we're not expected to have to dive into Tisha B'Av and then climb right out. Not right out, but climb out gradually. But there's a place for that in life. So, maybe here's a, a comparison. Sirah uh, Sa'omer. We're leaving Mitzrayim, and we're going toward Kabbalah Satara. We had the descent of Mitzrayim, and now we have going up in Sirah Sa'omer. During the days of Sfirah Sa'omer, you know, we're rising. And if you look at it right there in those seven weeks, that's what's going on. True, there was a Mitzrayim beforehand, true. 
But during those next seven weeks, it's really more about climbing toward Kabbalah Satora. So sometimes our life presents to us the Nefila and the Aliyah, the falling and the rising, and that's how we have to grow. Other times not. And I'm glad you brought that point out because otherwise we may feel, you know, I just can't climb based on Simcha Olam, but, but, you, but we often can. We often really can climb just on Simcha or Ahava alone. And we could kind of look at our life or these ideas over the course of a year and what the Torah offers us over the course of a whole year and look at our lives through that lens. Thank you. Yes, please. I think there's almost this constant duality. Mm-hmm. So you have the small feeling that one needs in order not to be arrogant. You're talking about climbing, but while you're climbing, you're feeling small at the same time in order to climb. Absolutely. And if we are not thinking that, then we fall off the ladder. Right? <laughs> we forget. Our arrogance will make us fall. If we are thinking that, then we'll take another step uh, 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 that keeps us on the latter. Maybe I told you before, the Kratzka Revis I saw once asked his students, you have two people on the ladder, one is over here on the eighth rung and the other is over here on the third rung, who's higher? So they all say, well, the one up here on the eighth rung. He said, no, it depends on which direction they're going. <laughs> Look at yourself in different ways in life, and going up that ladder is a tricky thing, and the yesod is to no matter where we are, is to try and try and keep ourselves going upward. And if we slip down a few rungs, we can go from there. Thank you. Ilana, yeah, please. So we're putting here about our relationship and our Kaddish Right. But is our relationship with people, to me, that's a lot of the reason why we get to be sadness, why we have stress, worry, we have such tight bonds with people. Is that eternal, and is that something that Hashem wants, or is it more than an individual kind of... I mean, I know we're a nation, but do, inter- do our individual relationships, are those eternal and extremely important to our Kodesh forever? They are. They are. Anything that happens to us here in Olam Hazeh, where we forge strong relationships with family and with friends, so those things are eternal. You do a mitzvah, you know, in this world, that's eternal. Take a lulav and esrog, a light Shabbos candle, that's eternal. And then Kol having an interaction with people, uh, our fellow people in this world, that has eternal consequences. Now one way to say that is that in every Bein Adam L'chavero mitzvah or midah lies a Bein Adam L'makam relationship. Uh, we often talk about Bein Adam L'makam between people and God and Bein Adam L'chavero between people and people. These are two categories. But the truth is that the Bein Adam L'chavero category is also Bein Adam L'makam. Hashem told us, you know, to do these things with people, to act kindly, to act with proper boundaries, to have mitos tovos. God's behind those relationships. So therefore it infuses the relationships with, with eternity. Hashem is there also, just like He is when we light a menorah, or do something that seems to be straight, ben adam lamakam. So all those human relationships contain this, these eternal uh, opportunities to manifest themselves in 
Olam Haba as well. Yes, Linda, please. Yes, there, there is. A person can fulfill their mission and be given a different mi- an additional mission in this world. There's a spiritual uh, terminology for it. It's called an Ibor Nishama. The ladies will like this term. It's being pregnant with another Nishama. <laughs> that a person fills their potential and Hashem then gives them another layer, dimension of Nishama midlife. And they now have an opportunity to fulfill what that nishama represents. Now, when and why and who, I can't answer these questions, I don't know. But it is brought down in our Svarim HaKadoshim that that could happen to a person. I think that would be instantaneous. I think that if a person is at that point in life and Hashem decides that they're going to be given another uh, dimension of nishama for whatever reason he's, he deems to be so, that would happen right away. There wouldn't be that stagnation period of just not doing anything. Yeah. Okay, a lot, of, a lot to think about. Okay, now we're on the top of page 20. And if we go further and deeper into this matter, we will see. It's a little bit similar to you were asking, Ilana, here. That the world was created for the sake of man, human beings, making use of it. But we do stand in this state of balance. If we are drawn too much after the world and we distance ourselves from Hashem, then we destroy ourselves, and we destroy the world too. But if we take control over ourselves, the nidvak bebora, and cling to God. And we make use of the world as something that will help us in our relationship with Hashem. So all the people, all the objects, all the things, all the situations, then we become elevated. And the world becomes elevated along with us. Because it is truly an elevation for all of creation. When a person makes use of the world to serve Hashem, that is a true aliyah for the world itself. Said, 
when Hashem hid that very special light, what became the Or Haganus, at the beginning of creation, and this is what the Chachamim said, Tevan Samach. Hashem saw this light that's hidden away for the righteous, and He was happy with it. Shenemar or tzadikim mismach, as it says, the light of the righteous makes one joyous. That means to say that they made use of the world to serve God. That's the light it's talking about. And in a certain way, we could say that that or haganus is available to every one of us. Because it's the light in creation that lies there, just waiting for us to make use of a situation to serve God with it. That's that hidden light inside of that. Now we're all familiar with this story in the Torah. Yaakov Avinu is taking his journey. He lies down and he puts rocks around his head. And the next day they're all one rock. Right? They unify. So what happened? Amar Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak said... They all gathered together. Each one said, let this tzaddik lay his head down upon me. So that's the idea of the world wanting to be used for the sake of Hashem. It's like calling out to us. Now do this mitzvah with me. Like, raise my hand. Any, any volunteers? So they, all, the, all the cows stand up. Make tzillin out of me. Let, let it be me. V'hine al ha'ikr hazeh he'irunu zichronam livracha b'midrash kahol ha'ishamru zelashona. As it says in the Midrash, re'eyas ma'asei elokim. Take a look at God's works. B'sho'ah shabor ha'kadosh baruch v'as adam harishon. When he created Adam, in Gan Eden, Nitalo, he took him. Vehechaziro al kol ilane Gan Eden va'amarlo. And he brought him around to all of the trees in Gan Eden. And he said to Adam, Re'ema asai, take a look at what I have created for you. Kama noim umeshubachim heim. Look how beautiful they are. Vehomasha barasi bishvilcha barasi. I created this all for you. Be careful not to destroy the world. Now this applies to every one of us because the world was created for us. And I saw recently in the Sefer, the, I think the Or HaTzafun, that, that that means every person, every individual can look at the world and say every single blade of grass, every day that the sun shines was created just for me. And each individual can say that. Not, not only all of us together, Klai Yisrael, but just one Yachid can say that. And the idea behind that is it's all meant to be the place where we pass through this Olam and try and find various different ways to be involved with it to serve Hashem. Kalolo Shodavr, the general rule is, a very important, succinct line. A person was not created for his situation in this world, but we were created for our situation in the next world. 
Hu emtsoi lamatsava ba'olamaba. However, our situation in this world is the means to reach our situation for next world. So yeah, our, our real place is Olam Haba, but this world is real, and it's true, and it's where it's all happening. Shehuha Tachlisi, that ultimate world, we have to go through this world together. Alkein Timsa, therefore you'll find Ma'amore Chazal Rabi, many different Chazals, Kulam Besignon Echad, all addressing a certain style or a certain point, and these chazals, these metaphors, they picture this world as a place of preparation, and the next world as a place of menucha, rest. And the place where we eat that which we prepared here. So he's going to bring a few of these metaphors. Vuhumasha Amru. So the first one in Pirkayavos, Olam Hazedoma Liprosdor. This world is like a passageway, the next world is like the main sanctuary. Kamosha Amru Zikhanalibracha. Or another way of saying it, Hayomla Asosam Umachar Lakabo Sukharan. Today we do the mitzvahs, tomorrow we receive their reward. Or another way. Mishatorach Be'er of Shabbos, Yochal Bashabas. If you put forth effort on Erev Shabbos, you eat on Shabbos. Right, so that's a this-world metaphor, and we can all relate to it. Right. Friday afternoon gets pretty crazy. What's that, yeah? I was just thinking that, like, oh, it's like Shabbos. Like, we work so hard, and we feel, oh, we're not going to make it. And, and then we have this wonderful Shabbos, and we enjoy it. You enjoy it. It's a beautiful letter. Thank you. And the last one, which to me is very intriguing, Ha'olam Hazed Doma Liyabasha. This world is like the land, the dry land. Ha'olam Haba Liyan. And the world to come is like the ocean. Ukeila Rabim Al and many other metaphors along this way. Now, I would have said it the other way around. I would have said that this world is the ocean and the Olam Haba is the land. Like you're, you're going on the boat and you're traveling and the seas, are, the seas are stormy and then you get to the dry land. Made it. But the Chachamim say the other way around. That the Olam Hazeh is the Yabosha and the Olam Haba is the Yam, is the sea. Very fascinating. So I'll just tell you the way I understand that. <coughs> that we're, we are living on dry land, we're doing everything that we can do on dry land. We can't operate mainly by, on, on water. You have to be on solid ground. This is where, where we live. And then finally, finally, we're going toward the shore, toward the shore, and then we get on the boat, which is the boat to Olam Haba. So that's how I'm relating to it. But still, intuitively, my, my metaphor would have gone the other Direction. It's very interesting to me that the Chachamim are looking at it in that way. Yeah, please, Wendy. Under the sea. Under the sea? You want to say it's in the sea? It's under the sea. You want to say that Olam Abba is talking about down there? Everything's quiet. Okay. It's not the stormy waves on top, right? 
It's also mysterious. We don't really know what's going on down there. You get too far. Uh, even now, right, in this day of techn technological sophistication, nobody knows what's going on at the bottom of the ocean. Nobody. It's a lot closer than the outer space, but we, uh, we don't know what's going on down there. There's a mystery there. Yeah, Dory, please. They're still discovering many species, but it's worlds and worlds. That we don't even know about. No idea. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, Mira, please. Very good. So whatever you don't, whatever is not included, um, you'll be missing. You'll be completely missing. Like let's say first. Very good. Yeah. That's nice. I want to tell you something about that. Like, so I remember when my my grandmother, Alonso, my father's mother, Grandma Goldie, when she went to Israel in the 1960s, she took a boat. I I have a memory of that. That they went by boat. She was afraid of the She was afraid to fly. She was afraid to fly. My grandma, yeah. So, so I'm thinking about this in, in, in modern terms. Right? You get on an airplane, you pack as little as possible, <laughs> try and get it all in the carry-on so you don't have to take any baggage, you know. <laughs> and then you go there. And the truth is, if you forget something, so you can overnight it, like, that's our world. Right? But me, you're, you're absolutely right. right. They're talking about a world where you travel by boat, you took all your stuff. It took you six months to cross the ocean wherever you're getting to. And you better have what you need. Right? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, early, please. I didn't say it. I don't know if it's Dory or it's Esther. But the corner right here, she said that the ocean is weightless. Weightless, yeah. Weightless. Which, that's more, I mean, just You're floating. Uh, <laughs> your heavy burden, your baggage, the things that Lord, you know, weighed you down, the things very that nice. got in the way mm -hmm. that, of your clarity, of your, of Emma's, of everything. That's heavy stuff. And the ocean, I thought that nice. was very, very nice. Very nice. That's your thought. Toby and Hashanai, you know, it takes two sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, please, Emma. Yes. So, and True. And on your side, we, can, you know, give them we can. It's true that when people are in this world that we can do things that will bring in Elias Nishama for those who are in the next, because we're all connected. Now, they can't anymore. They can't. But we can do things that will affect them. Parents, teachers, because that connection is always there. Everybody, have a great day. I'm going to be out of town next week, so Bedras Hashem, two weeks from today, uh, we will continue. Have a wonderful day.